Welcome back now to KCW News Central. I'm your host, Soma Lambert. Bryce Junquist joining me in studio as well as Brendan Dolman. Major announcements were made this week for Wildcat Sports. In addition, Ellensburg High School Spring Sports are hitting their stride. Here is Austin Lane with our regional sports report for this week. Thanks, Soma. Let's start with some local high school baseball scores from this past week. EHS Baseball defeated Wapato High School last Tuesday 14-4. I wrote a blog on that game that you can find on our website at 881theberg.com. Let's talk a little more about that game. The CWAC standings for high school baseball features Ellensburg High School at the top with a record of 13-2 overall and 12-1 in conference play. Right behind EHS is Sela High School with an overall record of 13-2 as well. Sela is 11-2 in conference play, giving EHS the slight advantage. EHS has five games left in the season, two today at home at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. against 6th place Prosser High School. They then have one game against last place Wapato High School again on Tuesday, April 24th at home. They then finish the season in a doubleheader on the road on Saturday, April 28th against the third place team East Valley High School in Yakima. EHS is outscoring their opponents this season by an average of eight runs. They're also leading the CWAC in average runs scored per game. After winning last year's 2A state championship 5-1 over WF West High School, EHS looks to repeat this year as champs. The postseason begins with the 2A CWAC tournament to decide the winner of the conference May 2nd to the 12th. The winner of that tournament automatically advances to the state tournament, and the second and third place team move on to the glue crossovers. Here, two CWAC teams will take on two great Northern League teams, in the last chance to qualify for the state tournament. After that will be the 2A state championships at the Yakima County Stadium from May 19th to the 26th. EHS Baseball takes on Prosser in a doubleheader today at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. here in Ellensburg. Kittitas Baseball swept Lyle Wishram High School Tuesday in two games. They won game one by one run thanks to Dawson Byers' performance. He finished with four RBIs. They won the game... Or sorry, they won game two by ten runs. Kittitas improved to six and six overall and three and three in league play. They take on Dayton Waitsburg High School in a doubleheader today at eleven AM and one PM. Now moving on to local high school softball, Ellensburg High School finally lost their first softball game of the season on Tuesday to Kennewick High School. They're now eleven and one on the year, and they are still an undefeated ten and zero in conference play. They play Othello High School here in Ellensburg today at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Kittitas Softball had a good day on the field last Tuesday against Lyle Wishram High School. They won the first game 20-1 and the second game 24-1. They have a doubleheader against Dayton High School today at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. The Cleelum Roslyn High School softball team swept LaSalle High School on Thursday. They won game 1 23-2 and game 2 11-2. They take on Zilla High School in a doubleheader on Tuesday at Zilla High School. Now on to local high school tennis results. EHS boys and girls tennis split with Grandview High School on Thursday. The boys lost 3-2 and the girls won 4-1. EHS tennis plays today versus Othello High School. Clayellum Roslyn High School tennis took on Goldendale High School Thursday and ended up tying 2-2 on the boys' side and losing 5-0 on the girls' side. They take on LaSalle High School on Tuesday. Now on to high school golf. The Ellensburg High School girls golf team won the Wally Johnson Tournament on Thursday. 
Get this, nine out of the top ten finishers in the event were from our Ellensburg team. They continue the season at the Suncady Invite on Monday. The Cleelm Roslyn boys golf team won their league match over Goldendale High School and Walla Walla Valley. Chase Marquette medaled in the event shooting a 78 at the Royal Golf Course. EHS boys soccer lost to East Valley High School last Saturday 1-0. They also lost to Othello High School 3-2 on Wednesday. EHS is now 3-3 in league play and they are playing Toppenish High School as I speak at home so watch out for that result later today. In track news, both the boys and girls Ellensburg track and field team dominated at their meet on Thursday afternoon. The girls totaled 25 new personal records and 7 new season records on the day. What's even better than that, the boys team had 39 new personal records on the day as well. Their next home meet is next Thursday at 3.30 p.m. The last high school sports headline of the week is the annual K Valley Rally last Friday in Kittitas. Multiple Kittitas High School track athletes posted personal records on the day and their next meet starts today at 10.30. Now for the biggest CW sports headline from this past week. Earlier in the week, the CW basketball team hired new head coach Brandon Rinta. Rinta graduated from CWU and has spent the last seven seasons as the head coach at Lewis Clark State College, and there he racked up a 164 win and 62 loss record in his time. He began his college playing career at Yakima Valley Community College, and get this, he played for Coach Dean Nicholson. As we know, Coach Nicholson would go on to coach CWU basketball, and now our home court, the Nicholson Pavilion, is named after the man that coached our new coach. Pretty cool story there. On May 5th, starting at 8 a.m., the CWU women's basketball team will be hosting a three-on-three tournament for elementary and middle school students and CWU students 18 and over. The proceeds from the event goes towards the program's Italy trip in August. Registration is $30 per player and $15 for CWU students with a valid connection card. Players can register day of, but they have to register by April 27th to guarantee their free t-shirt. Payments must be made to Hillary Carlson in the athletics offices. For more info on that, check out the women's basketball Twitter or go to wildcatsports.com. In other news for the women's uh, b-ball team, they will also be hosting a team camp in July this year. The camp is designed to give high school varsity and junior varsity teams a head start on the upcoming season for them. The cost for communion campers will be $180 and the overnight campers will have to pay $240. For more information, read the PR statement on wildcatsports.com or contact women's team head coach Randy Richardson-Thornley. Her contact, her contact info is also on wildcatsports.com. The CWU rugby team lost in the first round of the Division 1A rugby playoffs to Life University by a score of 87-7 earlier this week. Life was not letting up on their line all day, and CWU coach Todd Thornley said in a press release that CWU was humbled in every facet of the game and gave credit to his seniors on the team this year. Speaking of those seniors, I'm going to move into a happier story on the rugby program here. The Seattle Seawolves Major League Rugby team is having its first ever season later this year, and CWU has announced that five Wildcat alums are going to be on that Seattle team. For more on each past Wildcat to play for the Seawolves, check out that story on wildcatsports.com. The Seawolves start their inaugural season tomorrow night in Seattle against the San Diego Legion 
at 5 p.m. And that game will be broadcast on Cox and AT&T Sportsnet. So look for it there. The CWU baseball team went 2-2 two two against St. Martin's last weekend and continue their series against Northwest Nazarene today at 12 and 3 p.m. here at CWU Baseball Field. After that, they take on Western Oregon and Montana State Billings before the GNAC tournament on May 9th, 10th, and 11th. The CWU softball team takes on Simon Frazier today at 1 and 3 p.m. They play Western Washington in the I-90 rivalry tomorrow at 12 and 2 p.m. They are tied for the top spot in the GNAC with Northwest Nazarene after dropping 3 of 4 to them last weekend. Their upcoming opponents, Simon Fraser and Western Washington, are near the bottom of the GNAC standings this year with SFU at 10 and 10 in the conference and WWU at 6 and 13 in conference play. The CWU track and field team are splitting up and competing in three different events this weekend. The whole team will go down to Southern California this weekend to compete. Some of them will be in the Long Beach State Invitational, others are going to be in the Mount Sac Relays, and the rest of the team will be competing in the Brian Clay Invitational. In the last sports story of the week, the CWU football team hosted its annual Kids Camp Day last weekend. More than 150 kids joined CWU football players and coaches to embrace the game of football and cool down with some ice cream afterwards. In a press release, CWU coach Ian Shoemaker said that he feels the support from the community all season long and that the camp is a great way to give back and say thank you. For this week's local high school and CWU sports update, I'm Austin Lane. Thank you for that report, Austin. Let's bring it back together now. Welcome back to KCW News Central here on 88.1 The Berg. We're at the halfway point. It's 9.30 in the morning right now. We're in our normal time slot of 9 to 11 on Saturday mornings. Like we mentioned earlier in the show, if you've been listening, we're going only until 10 a.m. this morning next week. We hope to stretch that to two full hours. Soma Lambert joined by Bryce, or excuse me, Brendan Dolman and Bryce Junquist. Gentlemen, how are we doing at the midway point? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. You said you wanted to talk a little bit about sports. Is that right? Can, uh, we, get in, can we get into that? Yeah, we can get into that. So we actually have another... <laughs> We're going with a big sports block right now as Austin Lane just uh, gave us a nice regional and local uh, news story. And up next, we have a national report from Will and Miles. I'll let them start off the conversation. Um, but there's some NBA action today as well as some you know, NHL hockey. The Stanley Cup playoffs are in full swing. Like I mentioned last week, this is my favorite time of the year for sports. I mean, you have the Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA playoffs. The NFL draft is next week after years and years of hype Ugh. the nfl draft is one of the most exciting times of the year but it's also one of the most painful because they just they cannot stop going over and over and over the same storyline so i'm excited for that to finally hit um, but without any further ado let's go to will and miles king here for our national sports report and uh, we'll reconvene in about six minutes here on kcw new central yep thanks soma Early Wednesday morning, Aaron Popovich, the wife of San Antonio Spurs coach Greg Popovich, died from an undisclosed illness. Spurs general manager R.C. Buford told ESPN staff writer Michael C. Wright about how the loss of Aaron will affect the organization as a whole. We mourn the loss of Aaron. She was a strong, wonderful, kind, intelligent woman who provided love, support, and humor to all of us. Aaron and Greg Popovich met at the Air Force Academy where he worked as an assistant coach in the 70s. Greg Popovich was not with the team in the Spurs' loss to the Golden State Warriors Thursday night. Down three games to zero, it is unclear if Greg Popovich will be in attendance for game four when the Warriors go for the sweep. Aaron Popovich left behind her two children, Jill and Mikey, and two grandchildren. She was 67 years old. 
Rest in peace, Aaron Popovich. As we cycle through the sports headlines, Lance Armstrong is back in the news. Armstrong reached a $5 million settlement with the federal government in a whistleblower lawsuit. The settlement that was reached on Thursday had been going on for five years, and the government could have demanded as much as $1 million from Armstrong. The lawsuit was originally initiated by Floyd Landis in 2010. Once Armstrong admitted to cheating by blood doping to win his seven Tour de France titles in 2013, the government joined Landis's case. Under the terms of the settlement, Landis will be owed $1.1 million. The settlement kept the case from going to court on May 7th. Shifting our attention to the diamond, baseball has had a weather problem this year. The MLB has had a total of 25 games canceled this season due to weather issues. This ties for the most MLB games canceled in April since the MLB started keeping track in 1986. The Detroit Tigers lead the league with over six games canceled already, and the Chicago Cubs are not far behind with five games canceled. Looking around the ballpark, let's get into the MLB division leaders. The Boston Red Sox are red hot as they stand atop the AL East and have the best record in the MLB. The Minnesota Twins have taken the AL Central lead in one of the closest races this season. Out west, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are in the lead with the world champion Astros hot on their heels. In the National League, the New York Mets are leading the NL East. The Pittsburgh Pirates have taken a hold of the lead in the NL Central and the Arizona Diamondbacks are standing atop the NL West. Taking a left turn into the world of NASCAR, the Toyota Owners 400 starts tonight in Richmond, Virginia. The race starts at 6.30 Eastern Time, 3.30 Local Time. Kyle Busch looks to continue his domination as the leader in the Monster Energy Cup Series, while Joey Logano and the rest of the field look to make up some much-needed ground in the standings. Let's take a knee and shift our focus to the gridiron. Dwight Freeney hung up his cleats this week. The former Super Bowl champion will retire in Indy as a Colt, where he spent 11 seasons as a premier pass rusher. Freeney will retire with 125 and a half sacks, which will put him 17th on the all-time list. Freeney will likely end up in Canton as a Hall of Famer once he is eligible in a few years. In other football news this week, the Seattle Seahawks schedule was released. The Seahawks will have five primetime games this year, including Richard Sherman's much-anticipated return to CenturyLink. Week 6, the Hawks will travel across the pond to London to play the Raiders. Next Thursday, the NFL Draft will start at 5 p.m. locally. The Cleveland Browns will have the first pick this year. The draft is loaded with supreme young talent that will be the stars of the league for years to come. Here at Central, we will be watching Saturday closely to see which team takes former Wildcat Kevin Haynes. Good luck to Kevin. The Wildcat family is rooting for you. Let's cross over into the blue line as we take a look at the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. The Las Vegas Knights and the San Jose Sharks have already punched their tickets into the second round this week. The Nashville Predators and the Winnipeg Jets will also look to punch their own tickets into the next round this weekend out west. In the east, the Tampa Bay Lightning and Boston Bruins will look to finish off the New Jersey Devils and Toronto Maple Leafs in their first round series. Knotted up at two games apiece, the Washington Capitals and the Columbus Blue Jackets will look to pull away from each other with the remaining three games. The Pittsburgh Penguins are hoping to finish off their cross-state rivals, the Philadelphia Flyers, and punch their ticket into the Eastern Conference semifinals and await the winner of the Capitals and Blue Jackets series this weekend. Passing the discussion across the court, the NBA playoffs started this weekend. Back east, the Toronto Raptors have been in complete control against the Washington Wizards. In the 4-5 matchup, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Indiana Pacers have had a back-and-forth series while neither team can get complete control. 
The process seems to be working as the Philadelphia 76ers have taken the lead in their series with the Miami Heat. Out in Boston, the Celtics have kept complete control over the Bucks as they look to finish off the series this weekend. In the West, the Houston Rockets, led by James Harden, have dominated the Young Timberwolves in the 1-vs-8 series. Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder have given the Utah Jazz everything they can handle in their series. Both teams will look to take control of the series over the weekend. For an in-depth look at the Portland and New Orleans series, here's Miles King. Thanks, Will. The Portland Trailblazers have dug themselves an 0-3 hole in their first-round series against the New Orleans Pelicans. The teams are relatively evenly matched. Both teams have MVP candidates in Anthony Davis for New Orleans and Damian Lillard for Portland. So how did Portland fall behind? Anthony Davis dominated Game 1 in Portland, scoring 35 points and grabbing 14 rebounds. It's possible Portland's defensive strategy allowed for Davis to dominate the game while holding the rest of the Pelicans in check. Davis did not play to the same level in Game 2, but still contributed 22 points and 13 rebounds. Drew Holiday carried the scoring lows for the Pelicans with 33 points. New Orleans stole home court advantage in part because of poor play from Portland's star backcourt of Lillard and C.J. McCollum. The duo averaged 48 points combined per game during the regular season. They totaled only 27 points on 13 of 41 shooting in Game 1 and slightly improved in Game 2, totaling 39 points. The series shifted to New Orleans Thursday evening with many expecting a stronger performance from the Blazers. Portland's backcourt improved once more, scoring 42 points. Alpha Rukaminu added 21 points. Portland did not play well enough defensively, giving up 119 points. Davis totaled 28 points and 11 rebounds, and Nikola Mirotic added 30 points. Portland is now playing to avoid the sweep. No team in NBA history has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. Do they have the strength and resolve to force a Game 5? Find out today at 2 p.m. when the Blazers take on the Pelicans in Game 4. That's all for this week's National Sports Headlines with Will Ortner and Miles King. Thank you, Will and Miles, for a National News Sports News Report. Welcome back to KCWU News Central here on 88.1 The Berg. I'm Soma Lambert, joined by Bryce Junquist and Brendan Dolman. And leading right out of that segue from the NBA uh, playoffs back uh, to us live here, I'd like to take this opportunity uh, to thank uh, so many members of the Portland Trailblazers staff for their uh, long and uh, prosperous careers, uh, especially head coach Terry Stotts for his five years here with the team, who uh, after about 2 p.m. our time today will be jobless. Um, I'd also like to thank General Manager Neil O'Shea, who will also be jobless. Uh, I'd like to thank the entire roster, who will probably also all lose their jobs, because in my 22 years of being a Portland sports fan, I've never seen a more disgusting display of basketball Um, I had to throw my two cents into there just real quick because, you know, obtaining the third seed this year and, uh, you know, winning those 12 games down the stretch uh, after the All-Star break, uh, you know, Blazers fans were really hoping that this was going to be something special and uh, that, you know, predictable pick-and-roll offense didn't quite work for you, did it, Terry? Um, So hats off to the Pelicans. They really knocked it out of the park, and they're a team that uh, might give Golden State some trouble in the second round. Um, but as a Blazers fan, I'm looking to this team being blown up uh, in the offseason and uh, a new look for the Blazers because we all know that's what they need. Because, you know, as Miles mentioned, no team has ever come down from a 0-3 hole, and it's certainly not this Blazers team. Uh, I can I can assure you that because uh, I think Damian Lillard has more turnovers than he has points in this entire series. Nonetheless, let's get uh, back to the, to the facts here on KCW News Central. I'll try not to go off. On too much of a tangent, um, I was I was pretty heavily upset after 
uh, Thursday's game, so I had to get that off my chest. We're going to head to our uh, one of our last breaks here on KCW News Central. And uh, back on the other side, we have uh, some reports of indecent exposure incidents, uh, kind of an awkward topic in recent years across the country. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back with that in KCW News Central uh, back in one minute. 